Okay, so in the last episode, we were talking to Ty Coleman. He's a mortgage broker, and we were seeing the top reasons that people are denied a loan. Okay, in this episode, Ty is back, and he's going to tell us how to fix your credit if you have bad credit. And he's made a crazy claim. He said that uh, if you, if you, what, regardless of how jacked up your credit is, if you just do the things he says, he can help you get into a home. Okay, so. Time to put up or shut up. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming back, Ty Coleman. No problem. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, so Ty, you claim that if people just do what you said, that you were a credit counselor for how many years? How long? Uh, for about two years. For about two years. And you saw some pretty messed up credit, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I want you to tell tell the audience what they can do if if they want to get into a home and you're a mortgage broker now. So if they want to get into a home, what they need to do in what order in order to get their, that done. So I want you to like, instead of go top 10, the way that we did before in the last episode, when you were talking about the issues that will deny you alone. And you yeah. know, the first one or the last one was the most important. I want you to say like, do this, then do this, then do that. And work okay. our, work us through that. Okay. So okay. if, if you have bad credit, here is the absolute first thing that you should work on. Like, what do you fix first? All right. So the first thing you need to do is work. Okay. Um, I know that sounds like a, you know, a common sense thing, but you need to work. You need to have um, consistent income uh, and you need to budget according to that income. So first work, okay? Um, have money coming in. And then next. So whoa, whoa, whoa. before you go on the next, stay mm -hmm. on work. So if somebody's out of work because of COVID, like, or, you know, unemployment or something like that, that's probably going to, is that going to retard the process and keep? Yeah. If, if it's going to mess up your process, if you cannot pay your bills, one, because it's going to affect your credit, but then it's also going to mess up. Uh, it, it may mess up your pro uh, progress. If you know you you've um, if you have a large gap in your work history, okay. So I know this COVID time, uh, a lot of uh, lenders are giving some leeway and understanding to that, uh, but you can't have uh, a, a lack of work history for too long. Yeah, and in the last episode, you were telling us about how you had to have two years of a of a consistent work history. Like that, yes. uh, if you don't have that, that's going to scuttle the process. So that makes right. sense. Work history. Yeah. So you got to be working. And um, <laughs> I learned a lot. I didn't know that you had to be in the same field. Um, oh yes. In, in that process. Okay. So that's number one. Work. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So next is uh, irresponsible credit purchases. You do not want to have that. Um, what I mean by irresponsible is that you're basically borrowing more money than you can afford. Okay. Um, that is going to honestly just more than just purchasing a home, but that's going to affect all areas of your financial life. 
Okay. Um, if you can't pay your bills, then your credit is going to go low. If you can't pay your bills, then you're going to have uh, insufficient funds in your bank account. Uh, you can't pay your bills. You can't save money. Uh, so it, it really um, affects a lot of different areas of your financial life there. Um, so irresponsible credit purchases really uh, will, will mess things up for you. And, and specifically in credit, as far as your credit score, it will end up making you drop your credit score. Okay. So l- let me uh, paint a picture for you. I, if, if I understand correctly, you're just looking at black and white. You're looking at, at numbers on paper. Yeah. You're not like this person might think, well, it's not irresponsible because I need a new car so I can get to work. The bank doesn't yeah. care. Is right. that is that fair? They're that looking at it costs too much every month. Uh, don't mm-hmm. let me put words in your mouth, but that's how I would uh, deal with that concept that you just provided. Is that, is that fair? That is correct. Um, we, we are looking in black and white and your, your situation, um, if it lends that you are spending way too much money right now, more than you can afford, then we can't put more debt on you uh, because you're not going to be able to afford our debt either. Okay, so what do they need to do if they have irresponsible credit purchases? Mm-hmm. So be there. What do what do you do? So what do you do? What do you do is you make a budget, okay? Um, and I I used to help people with budgets all the time. You make a budget and see first where you want to spend your money according to what your needs are and your wants are. Okay, you want to satisfy those need those needs first. And when you satisfy those needs, whatever is left over will go to those wants. OK, there's times where your credit will take a hit um, because of that. But sometimes it's necessary. Okay. Either way, um, you want to uh, pay off any debt that you can, according to those needs first and then those wants. But you want to pay off any debt that you can as fast as possible. So any leftover money. You want to throw as much as you can at that debt to get it down, okay? okay. Um, and sometimes that means you might have to pick up a second job um, to pay off that debt, um, but you want to eliminate debt as soon as possible. Uh, that way you're not stretched so thin. Okay. Uh, what's the next step? So you, you've you already mm-hmm. said get to work and then uh, take care of irresponsible credit purchase, get rid of those debts as much as possible. What's mm-hmm. the third step? So the third, the third step is um, really uh, lower your debt to income ratio. We, we spoke about that before, um, but explain that again because some people okay. haven't listened to the other episode. Okay. Yep. So uh, your debt to income ratio is basically saying what percentage of your income is taken up by your debt. Okay. okay. Um, there, there are sometimes when I get a borrower and they already have 40% of their, uh, their income taken up by their debt before I even add the payment for a house. So now you only have, in some loan programs, you only have 5% uh, left in your income to, to be taken up by debt, which means that you're probably not going to get a house that you, know, that you want because the loan, loan amount is going to be so little. So what I would say is going to our, our last point is this is also where you want to eliminate debt. 
Okay, so you want to make good payments and eliminate debt in order to maximize uh, your debt to income ratio. So you want to make your debt to income ratio as little as possible so you can afford more house if you want to. So these are intertwined, if I'm hearing you correctly. Like if you do they are. number two, if you remove or reduce the irresponsible credit purchases, it mm -hmm. automatically creates a better debt to income ratio? Yes. Okay, yep. gotcha. Yep. Okay, what's the next one? Number four. Okay, so um, you want to have enough money to cover transactions, okay? Uh, that means you're going to be saving money, okay? Um, or, I mean, in the mortgage industry, uh, we can also count, um, you know, your retirement or 401k or um, IRA as part of your assets. Um, you want to have some money aside to make the transaction work. Um, if you're coming in with no money, uh, it's, that's not going to work. Um, so you want to have something put aside. Now, there, there are times where you can have a little bit in a, in a savings account, um, but you don't want to run that risk. Okay. So are you talking about for money down or just a transaction cost or both? Uh, both. Both. Okay. Down. And it used to be that like you had to have 20% or maybe 30% to put down uh, on a house. We're not, we're not in those days, right? No, we're not. No. Um, so if you're a first time home buyer under conventional, you can have 3% down. Um, wow. Under FHA, you can have three, you, you have to have 3.5% down. So, um, so you don't have to have 20% down uh, right away. If you're a first time home buyer, if you are a repeating home buyer um, and say you have a property and you want to buy another property, um, you, you may have to have more down uh, depending on the loan product. So, okay. So, yeah. All but, right. What's the next one? Yeah. So our, our next one is uh, negative items on the credit. All right. So uh, we talked about this a little bit last episode, but negative items, meaning um, late payments, um, yeah, collections, uh, charge offs, things like that. Again, you want to eliminate or limit those things. Um, How do you do that? So the way you do that is. Well, going with our third point um, of, of getting that debt to income ratio better, um, what you want to do is you want to pay off, I would say, anything that is less than two years uh, first. So you okay. want anything that's less than two years. Huh. What that's going to do is it's going to help your credit score faster than something over two years. Wow. So you know something I don't know, because I would have thought you got to pay off the older debt or maybe you pay off the smallest debt. So you pay off more. But you say just look at what's the newest. Pay yep. that off. Yeah. Look at the age of the of your debt, specifically the, the way you calculate the age of your debt is according to the, your date of last activity. OK, so if if I had a collection and the last time I paid that collection was. Um, a year ago, last year, that's going to be my date of last activity. Um, but my open date may be older than that. So, so you want to pay attention to the date of last activity because that's where you count the age of that um, that that uh, debt that account. That's really interesting. Uh, I would have gotten that completely backwards. Hmm. I would have gone for like that sixteen-year-old thing that I haven't really touched that. 
you know, trying to trying to do right and thinking, well, that's probably the one that's harming me most. But you say the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So so what you want to do is take that uh, that account and you want to pay it off or you can uh, you can settle it. You know, you can negotiate with the creditor and and see if you could pay less to uh, satisfy that debt. Um, things like that you you can do kind of to save money um, at the same time. But you want to get rid of those negative items there. Uh, okay. Without, that'll also help your credit score go up too. Okay. What do you address next? Um, after that, you, you really want to address if there's any kind of uh, defaulted government loans specifically. Okay. Um, if there are any, those need to be satisfied uh, as, as quickly as you possibly can. Now, with satisfying those debts, a lot of times the government doesn't allow you to settle. So you mm-hmm. will probably need to um, have the, the total amount satisfied, the total balance satisfied. Uh, so and sometimes that can be in payments, okay? Um, so if you have the, the money, all the money up front, you can do that as well. Uh, but it will not come off your credit until the total amount is satisfied. Oh, okay. So yeah, government's going to deal with it a little differently because they're the government. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so what? what's the next item or what's the next process? Okay, so the next process is we want to build up your credit score. Now we talked about ways, certain ways that you can build up your credit by uh, paying off things, um, also having good credit history, uh, which make which are making sure that you are paying everything on time. But there's other ways as well. Maybe um, getting a, a secure credit card, uh, keeping the balance under thirty percent of where that credit limit is. Um, you want to uh, make sure that your payments on that new credit is on time. Um, there's also a nice tool now that Experian, uh, came out with, with Experian boost, um, that'll help that, that helps many people with the initial boost of, uh, getting some points on their credit. Uh, the way that works is you're, uh, signing up, you know, maybe your elect, your electric bill onto Experian boost. And what Experian boost does is they'll, it'll connect to your, uh, bank account and see, when you paid that electric bill and if you paid it on time over maybe the past three months or more. And then that will it'll end up giving you credit for all those past payments and it boosts your score pretty quickly. So here's another counterintuitive thing. Like you don't want to just pay off your debts in cash either. You're trying to create mm-hmm. a record, right? Yes. So even if yes. you're paying all your debts in cash, that's not helping you at all, right? Right. Yeah. It, it, you you want to pay it and you want to see your your uh, your payments in your bank account. OK, so. OK, well, I mean, it's it's good to know those kinds of things. OK, what is next after that? The next next approach or next thing that you would do is yep. what? So so you want to make sure, as we talked about your, um, you know, having pretty much a track record of your payments and everything, you want to make sure that all your all of your handling of money is upfront and honest. Okay. okay. Um, so we don't want to see any kind of uh, false statements or anything like that on your paperwork. 
Mm-hmm. So the way the way that happens is honestly be honest. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's um, pretty easy. Yeah. Now there there are times where you're gonna not remember certain things, such as um, exactly when you started a job. You know, you might. Sure you know, get the day wrong or maybe even the month wrong, but you got a general idea when you started a job or something like that. Um, or, or same things with your payments and debt and all that stuff. You're not going to get it exactly right, but you want to make sure that you have it in order uh, enough, in enough order in order to give somewhat of a ballpark figure of dates and times and things like that. Okay. Next. Yep. Next is, um, all right. So we don't want any fraud going on. Okay. Um, so rather it's in your smaller items. Okay. Uh, like credit cards or, uh, installment loans or anything like that, or your bigger items, um, like a house. Okay. Uh, or a vehicle. Um, we want to make sure that who, who is paying the item is actually who they are. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, we don't want, you know, uncle Joe from Ohio. Um, right. This debt at the same time, you're claiming the, the same debt in a fraudulent way. Now that's not to say that you can, you can have a borrower and co-borrower on, on a loan and that's fine, but um, you don't want, you know, under underage Mikey paying some debt that you have because he is not legally allowed to. So, so, um, so there's things like that, that you want to make sure that you have an order. Okay. It seems like if you've done all these things, you're a long way toward being credit worthy enough to get a mortgage. Yeah. And these are really simple, normal things. Okay. What's left. There's a couple more. Yep, there's a couple more. Um, all right, so changing jobs, um, you need to have consistent income. Um, we, we talked about that earlier on. Consistent income is a big, a big thing. Um, that's how you're going to arrange your budget. Uh, that's how you're going to end up paying off all of your uh, debt. That is uh, how you're going to pretty much manage your financial uh, situation throughout your life is by keeping uh, consistent income. Uh, if you're jumping between jobs and jumping, you know, fluctuating income all the time, uh, that's that's not a stable uh, financial life there. So, so you want to make sure that you are being stable in your income. Okay. So if they do all these things that you just described, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that seems like a pretty healthy list of doing those things. And you get the biggest bang for the buck in the first one that you described and you work all the way through this process. In a year, somebody with really jacked up credit is going to get where they're trying to go. Is that fair? Yeah. Yep. Someone with uh, bad credit. I mean, they do these things. What's it, the worst that you've seen? Um, credit in the low 400s. Okay. And describe that, that, that range again. It goes from what to what? So we're, we're looking at, I uh, believe the credit scores started I believe 350. I've never had one that low before. So if you're in the low 400s. That's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and then and then you're all the way up in 800. So you really want to, um, you know, obviously you want to get as high as you can. And the best way is to, let's say, maybe have 
two installment loans, two credit cards, and working those two or those four items very well where there is no flaws in your uh, payment history, uh, that everything is paid on time, and, um, and that your balances are low in your credit cards. Um, that is really key. And that's probably the biggest um, score booster that you'll have in your credit is having low balances. Now, you said, obviously, you want to have it as high as you can, but I don't think it's obvious to everybody. Like, I think some people might be thinking, once I get over uh, X bar, 750 or whatever it is, or 700 mm -hmm. or wherever they have in their mind, I'm good to go. That's not right? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, if, if that's where you want to be, that is right. Um, however, the, the, more, the higher your credit score is, the higher your credit worthiness is and it's easier to get a loan however 750 is pretty solid so i don't think anyone would have a problem with well, whatever the number is don't don't you get a better interest rate depending on your yes now how does that how does that tangibly affect you yes so higher the score the better the interest rate on any loan product which means the lower your payments per month on that product but how much can that really, I mean, is that just a couple dollars or is that a significant difference? Uh, so let's say if you have a, let's say a 620 credit score on a mortgage mm -hmm. and you have a you know, 750 credit score, someone else with a 750 credit score, that's going to be a significant difference. That could be, you know, a, a couple hundred dollars. So it a really- hundred dollars for what? For the year? For your monthly payment. For your monthly payment, yes, depending wow. on, depending on the house that you buy. If you're going to buy something that's less expensive, then the change in that um, in that payment is going to be less because it's going to going according to the percentage of the loan, the loan amount. Okay, so, so if I'm hearing you right, if you have higher, if you have better credit, you can get a lower interest rate. Mm -hmm. That sounds almost like discrimination. <laughs> no, you're, you're following what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, if, so if you can get yourself higher, you can get yourself your interest rate lower if I'm following you. Right. But if, you, if, if we're going to count as discrimination, is discrimination according to good and bad uh, practices according to your finances? Okay. These are decisions that you're making, not discrimination... Uh, you know, according to something like skin color that you have no control over. Yeah. So if I'm hearing you, you have control over this. If you just follow the steps that you outlined, you can actually get to the place where you can not only get the mortgage, but get a better mortgage if you mm -hmm. just do these things. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So now I want to turn this because the podcast is all about leadership and I want to talk about success. So if I, if I'm hearing you right, um, if they do these things, there are going to be other effects as well. Right. I mean, yes. like they're not just going to be more credit worthy. And you see all you're seeing, you, like, do you meet the people and make your decisions that way? Or is it all paperwork? Um, I, I have to make my decisions off the off of the paperwork. Um, but uh, I do meet the people as well. OK, so but essentially, like you could just look at the papers and decide just from that without, you know, hi, Mr. Jones, it's nice to meet you. you I mean, like the black and white of the paper is what's going to drive the decisions, right? Yes. Okay. What do you think are the spillover effects? Like if you're, if you're doing these right, or if you're doing these things wrong, can you tell kind of what's going on in the rest of their life? Oh yeah. 
So honestly, it, if they're doing these things right, you can see, and this is going to be, it's going to sound interesting, I guess you say, you'll see a happier person walk in the door. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Interesting, right? Um, because they're not stressing over their finances, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can see the success that they have um, with their jobs uh, overall, because this, it, because it's not just in their finances that they're having these consistent practices. It's also in the rest of their life. Yeah. Um, so they're probably going to be going up in their job, uh, and, and then also they're probably not going to be stressed out about their money because they've budget correctly. Okay. Um, they're not stretched too thin and they're able to handle the things that come their way. Um, and, and honestly, that ends up branching out to all aspects of their life. Usually. Yeah. 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 You know, I noticed a spillover effect in a similar way when I started exercising, guess what? I started eating right. Because I was thinking like, you know, this was hard to do that exercise. I'm not going to, you know, go and undo it with right. you know this cream puff where I should be eating vegetables, right? I, <laughs> exactly. So, so exercising led me to eat right and then work harder and then whatever. So there's this spillover effect. And I would imagine it's the same kind of thing here financially. If you get those financial pieces in order, you start to do mm-hmm. other things a little differently. You control that yeah. impulse spending a little bit more. Exactly. Just, right. Okay. Okay. Ty, thank you so much for your time. And just as a disclaimer, I know Ty, we go to the same church, same small group. Uh, he's a great guy. I, I personally would vouch for him. Um, Ty, if people want to, uh, they've heard you and they want to reach out to you, uh, how do they contact you? Yes. Uh, so I'll give you my email. It's um, T Coleman, uh, spelled T-C-O-L-E-M-A-N at P for Premier, N for Nationwide, and then the word lending, L-E-N-D-I-N-G.com. Okay. Uh, that's my email. That's the way you can get in touch with me there. Or um, my phone number is 610-505-2514. And you can also, when applying for a mortgage, you can also apply on my website at tyronecoleman.com. Okay. Now, I, I always close... Uh, my episodes with the quotation for contemplation. I didn't do it last time because we were over time. And then I was I was going to invite you back because we started talking about credit and I wanted you to be able to do this as well. But here's the quotation for contemplation. I think it works really well with everything you just said here today. It's from Tony Robbins. He said, if you want to be successful, find someone who has achieved the results that you want and copy what they do and you'll achieve the same results. This isn't rocket science, right? I mean, if you just figure out like somebody else did it and you just copy what they did, you'll get where they're trying to go to. And if they come to you and I I mean, that's a pretty big boast to say, look, in a year I can have you in a house, but you have to do it this way. Right. So if you want to talk to Ty and figure out how to do that again, a mortgage broker who was a credit counselor, I mean, that's like you know, hey, you, you, you've got it all together in order to help these people get where they're trying to go. So thank you for yes. your time. Thank you for coming on. Uh, is there anything else that you would like the audience to hear before we close out? Yeah, um, well, just just know that I'm here and, and that I can um, I can help you in, in your financial situation and I will be happy to. Um, and God bless. All right. Thank you for coming on.
Thank you.